Hey, Vetfolio voice peeps, welcome back. Just in time for Mother's Day, I was joined by two returning podcast guests who I am so blessed to be able to call personal friends of mine, Dr. Toffee Blaber and Dr. Ruth Ann Spinoza. In what turned out to be a little bit of a comical arrangement with all of us in the same room trying to record on separate microphones, we get into some of the joys and challenges of being mothers and veterinary professionals. We each have kids who are at different ages and different stages of their lives, and it was quite eye-opening to compare and contrast our unique experiences in finding the balance between being present parents and also being veterinary professionals with career goals and aspirations. This episode is a little bit on the longer side, so let me go ahead and tell you about our guests and we'll get into it. Dr. Ruth Ann Spinoza graduated from the University of Florida College of Agriculture and Life Sciences with a bachelor's in animal sciences in 2001. She continued her studies at the University of Florida's College of Veterinary Medicine and obtained her DVM in 2005. She's also a graduate of the Chi Institute. Dr. Spinoza enjoys all aspects of veterinary medicine, but has a special interest in acupuncture, feline medicine, and dermatology. Dr. Spinoza's husband, Chris, is a clinical specialist with Gore, a medical devices company, and together they have two children, Emma and Ian, one mixed-breed dog named Finn, three cats, and two guinea pigs. In her spare time, Dr. Spinoza enjoys reading, running, riding horses, and gardening. And guys, I've seen her garden. It's very impressive. Dr. Toffee Blaber completed her undergraduate coursework at the University of Florida with a major in animal sciences and a minor in business administration. She was then accepted to the University of Florida College of Veterinary Medicine and graduated with her DVM degree in 2014. She currently resides in St. Augustine, Florida, where she works as a small animal practitioner in general practice. She enjoys dermatology with a focus on allergy management and dentistry. As a mother of two, Dr. Blaber is also a professional toddler wrangler with an avid love of corgis and staunch enthusiasm for charcuterie boards, sarcasm, and Prosecco. And I think some of that comes through in this episode here. Let's get into it. This is a super fun episode that I'm really excited to bring to life. We're talking about life as a DVM mom, Um, a mom who's a medical professional, which comes with its own unique sets of challenges. And, you know, guys, we see you out there too. We know being a dad in veterinary medicine or any medical profession is challenging as well. Um, But we just happen to be releasing this around Mother's Day. So we're going to focus on being moms in veterinary medicine. And I'm joined once again by Dr. Ruth Ann Spinoza, who joined us on a previous episode to talk about feline nutrition, and Toffee Blaber, who has gotten carried away with me on some other episodes (laughs) about life in vet meds. So thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Yes. And I have to paint a picture here. We're all sitting in the same room, but we're at like very far corners of it, trying to not be picked up on each other's (laughs) mics. It's quite the setup. It's very comical. I guess let's start kind of going around. Ruthann, do you want to kind of kick it off? Maybe some of the things that are awesome about being a mom in vet med, and then maybe some of the challenges that it presents. Yes. So I have a 16-year-old daughter and a 13-year-old son, and I had my first child about 
a year and a half after I graduated from vet school, which was kind of great timing and horrible timing all at the same time, because it really distracted me from the stress of being a new veterinarian and gave me a whole new world of things to worry about. And now I'm getting to the point where my kids are getting older and it gives me a little bit more freedom to explore my career that I did not have when they were younger. And so that's a really great part of, of having them when I had them. Yeah. I, gosh, I can't even imagine being like a year and a half out and trying to juggle this new career where you're like, just maybe starting to feel like you're starting to understand what you're doing. And then you have this whole new challenge thrown at you. Um, yeah. So best of times and worst of times. <laughs> it was, it really was. It's a and, lot of trial by fire. <laughs> yeah. 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 There were some really rough times and then some really great times. And, you know, I, I think the thing with motherhood is you figure out how to make it work and you struggle through and then you look back and you're like, ah, that wasn't too bad. Even though at that time you're like, how am I going to make it through this day? That's so true of like, it just seems like insurmountable. Yeah. And then you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, how has it been five years? What about you, Top? Yeah, no, I was thinking the same thing because I remember when I first started practice and I think I was about like three to five years out before we started having kids. I can't even remember anymore. Like if it didn't happen five minutes ago, I don't remember anything about it. But I remember first starting to practice, like how difficult I thought like our stressors were and how like how hard challenges seemed. And then feel like motherhood has made me just like very impressed with moms I'm like oh I thought I had it really hard and not to say that like women who don't have kids don't have it hard but for me personally I'm like I don't think I could juggle anything more and then after having kids I'm like oh my god I can't take on this challenge and my job so that's one of the things I think I love about being a professional and a parent is just like how impressed you can be with moms and like what they're capable of and the multitasking and managing everyone's emotions all the time and still being able to accomplish your career goals. And so that's, I think that's one of the things that I've like learned about myself and moms in general is just like how resilient they are and how much they can take on just how bad ass they are in general. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Yeah. I totally agree. You're right. I remember um, right before I was about to do an externship in vet school, I talked to um, the vet I was going to go extern with. It was a mixed animal practice. And um, he was like, oh, yeah. And then after vet school, you'll be busy. And I remember thinking, like, what are you talking about? This is the busiest I've ever been in my whole life. I can't take on every anything else. Vet school is so hard. It's so crazy. And it was at the time. But exactly like to kind of echo you, Toffee, that as time went on, I'm like, oh, this is what he meant. And it's really valuable because I feel like with my own girls, one of the fine lines that they really help me walk is being a very present and involved mother, but also being a good example of someone with goals and ambitions and somebody who can go after those and accomplish those and walking that fine line and maybe as part of that, showing them that like, it's not always in balance. It's not always, I have, I'm doing them both equally. Like sometimes I'm more focused on my jobs. Sometimes I'm more focused on my kids and to be able to, to be a little bit fluid and kind of roll with the punches. Yes, definitely. And one thing I found too, is that sometimes they just have to be combined. You know, there are days that I wake up and my husband's out of town because he travels for work and my kid's sick. And I'm not going to call in and cancel all my appointments for the day if it's, 
now things are a little bit different since COVID, they can actually stay home now. Um, but before, you know, they woke up and they're, they're running a little fever. I'd throw them in my office with some movies and run through my schedule and, you know, they were just fine. And, and they learned that that's normal for them. And I still got to see my patients and it all worked out. Absolutely. I, I love that you bring that up. I've done the same thing. I remember there's a technician, she's now in vet school and um, we've both worked with her and she's like, that was the first time I'd ever changed a diaper because <laughs> I had somebody, I, my husband was out of town for work and I had to work. So I brought my daughter to work with me. It was when I just had one and I had somebody come in with me to watch her, but then we had this emergency come in and it kept me there really late where I wasn't expecting. And I agree with you, like since COVID and since a lot, you know, time has gone on, I probably would do it different nowadays. But at the time I was like, I'm going to, you know, I need to take this all the way to the finish line. And so, yeah, like they were changing diapers and we were rotating around and you know, like a treatment sheet it. together for her, like, you know, like initial off. <laughs> you know, I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> Gave them water, walked them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any meds that can initial off on. <laughs> no, 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 not the meds in that one. The meds go in the other one. <laughs> but the GI food is okay. They can have a little GI sure, food. Sure. Yeah. I mean, dog food is pretty nutritious, right? She'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ruthann, I love that you, um, you know, are talking about kind of bringing them into work and, and balancing some of these challenges, because one area I'd really like to explore is you're a practice owner and like a practice owner of a lot of practices. <laughs> uh, so you not only have to navigate this as a mom and with your own kids, but you have to navigate all of the rest of us as well and what comes up with our kids. So can you talk a little bit about that, what that's like? Yes, I can definitely talk about that. And I will say that I probably could not have done this, what I'm doing now, you know, 10, 12 years ago when my kids were smaller. It just not feasible to give the attention my kids needed at that time. And also the attention that the hospitals need at this time. It's just, there's not enough time in the day. There's barely enough time in the day right now. But my kids are at an age now where they're a little bit more independent. You know, I have two teenagers. They don't necessarily want to spend all their time with me. Um, so they have their own lives that are starting and it gives me a little bit more flexibility to spend time with my career. And I also, since I am now in practice or an owner and I have lots of meetings, it also gives me a little bit more flexibility because I am not seeing appointments, you know, 12 hours a day, four days a week now. So I can kind of schedule things as I need to, but it is almost a 24 hour day job now. So it's not unusual for me to be taking phone calls at eight or nine o'clock or, you know, waking up to emails that need to be addressed at 6 a.m. So it's something that my kids are used to that flexibility. They know I might have to pop on a phone call and talk to a, a new vet and walk them through a case or that I'm going to have to give a five-minute um, phone call right around dinner time with my practice manager to get some updates on things that are going on. So it's that kind of give and take. I do try to give them as much time as I can, um, but they also realize that there's patients that are need help and, you know, employees that need help and, and they get that. I'm kind of hearing you say to just like, give yourself grace where, like you said, you couldn't have done this 10 mm -hmm. or 12 years ago. So if somebody with younger kids is going like, I can't do that to say, well, yeah, that's totally yeah. reasonable. Yeah. Um, but then also to say like, if I can't have this perfect separation of like, I walk out of the clinic and it's, and it's over and I don't turn it on again until I walk back in to also give yourself grace there and not feel like, oh, you know, you're doing something wrong if you're having to wake up to emails or, or take these phone calls. Like it's a give and take, like you said. Yeah, it is a give and take. I mean, I am at my kids' activities. I take them to their sporting events and, and I'm there watching them. 
maybe I'm looking at my email while I'm there too and running a quick email back, but I'm there. They know I'm supporting them. And I think we've built that relationship over the last, you know, 13, 16 years that it's give and take. They know that, you know, this is important because me having a career is important to them being able to do what they want. It does bring in income. My daughter rides horses, not a cheap sport. (laughs) So she knows that, you know, riding horses kind of depends on me working. And, And so she respects that. And it's also teaching them that women in the workforce is a normal thing, which I know growing up, my mom didn't work. None of the women in my life really worked. So for my kids, it's just normal. You know, women work, they have careers, they're thinking about their own careers. And I'm, I'm happy to see that. I love the the focus on integration that like, mm-hmm. it's a holistic thing. Yeah. It's not a whole holistic with a W. Um, since you're also a holistic, <laughs> I'm also holistic but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a holistic approach to, you know, just living your whole life. Um, Toffee, what about you? A two under two career? Yeah, no, I was like, the, it gives me hope listening to you because I'm in the phase right now. So my kids are three and four, where I'm like, just the the end of the light is not anywhere near. Surviving yeah, and I'm like, I just can't fathom like taking on like anything else. Like I'll have my family be like, do you think you want to be an owner? And I'm like, right now, no, I want like maybe 30 more minutes of sleep every single day. And that is like goal number one right now. But it's nice to hear that like, as they get older and more independent, like you do get a little bit more time to yourself to be able to maybe navigate more as far as like your career desires and to go further into like ownership, for example. But that's, I would say, you know, when we were talking about the positives and then some of the challenges of being a mom and a vet, the the challenge for me is like, how do you operate on like interrupted sleep and like just being exhausted and the needs of just having such young children very close apart while also still staying sane and like mentally there to like treat your patients. And so it's being able to do like the multitasking and just getting through that just like to harken back to what I said earlier of like how much we can take on when we think we can't and it's just like how much we can do at this point um so yeah it's just like survival mode is a lot of having two kids that are so close and not yet in elementary school yet um so that's one of the challenges for sure is being able to to navigate your time and your energy and things like that do you have the secret sauce. Do you have any tips where you're like, okay, if I just do this, will I will make it through the day, yeah. even though I have interrupted sleep? Oh, definitely. It's being indebted to Starbucks. It's my <laughs> secret. I just when you, when you mentioned Starbucks, I was like, yeah, yeah it's so. like almost a religion for me is going to Starbucks regularly. <laughs> so it's staying caffeinated and just the mantra of like, you can do this, girl, is is my combination <laughs> of getting through. I love and it. Ha- I love and it. having and like having a really supportive work environment too so the office that I work at a lot of us are young mothers and so we're all like so supportive and even the ones that aren't like they're very empathetic and very supportive and so whenever I'm like ah oh, daycare's calling there's a collective sigh of like all of my staff they're like oh no like what's going on do they have a fever like they're all just very supportive and they're like do we need to move some appointments around like what can we do to make this work and that I think makes all the difference when you're like a working mother is having a supportive work environment absolutely Ruthie and let me throw it back over to you after that because you know we're talking about supportive work environments which um you know we, we talked about that you know you're the practice owner at, at the practice I work at um and I do feel like it's a very supportive Good. environment I, I was gonna ask that do you feel supported <laughs> I, I do so. I do <laughs> yes but how you mean how do you how do you approach those situations because everybody's going to handle it different you know some some people are going to say um you know I can 
my, my kid can come and sit in the office and watch movies and others aren't going to be okay with that. And, you know, everybody's going to feel differently about it. How do you navigate the differences there? Yeah, I think you just have to look at every situation as an individual. And a lot of it will also depend on the age of that child, too. You know, it's hard to keep a six-month-old in your office, but much easier for a 10-year-old. Uh, so, you know, I think just talking with each veterinarian and seeing what they're comfortable with. And, you know, I would say, fortunately, with our group of veterinarians, they are they're very dedicated to their work. And it it's not been an issue so far, you know, when their kids are sick, their kids are sick and they can't be there. And you know, we understand that. I mean, because I've had sick kids too. Um, and they're not ones to call out for no reason. So I appreciate our veterinarians a lot. I think we have the best. I, I mean, I agree. <laughs> I'm a little biased in, in my opinion here. But, I'm a little biased but, too. Yeah, we do have, we do have an amazing group. Um, and I think that speaks a lot to what both of you are saying is being willing to meet everybody halfway where, um, you know, as, as associates being able to say, I realize that there is a practice that needs to stay running here. And then as owners, um, to say, I realize you have sick kids and I know what that's like. Yeah. And, and with anything it's give and take, you know, people have to be willing to, to give a little bit. They have to be willing, and we have to be willing to give too as owners and, and make sure that we're meeting our veterinarians and all of our employees' needs too. I feel like I'm hearing just overall like a lot of fluidity, a lot mm-hmm. of we don't know what day-to-day is going to look like for us. And so being able to roll with the punches, I guess, and um, and try to keep all the balls in the air as best we can but not have to have this like rigid line of like this is what – my kid needs and therefore like it will be nothing else but if you work in an environment that will meet you halfway also being willing to give as well and vice versa that you know it can really just be a very cohesive relationship where everybody gets taken care of and everybody's needs get met and really in veterinary medicine now with all of the women in our field and we have to be like that we're not going to survive as a career if we can't all work together when what is it 80 percent of our workforce is female you know, we're going to be having babies. We're going to be having kids. If we don't figure out how to work together as a team, then you know, veterinarians or, or practice owners aren't going to have anybody to work for them. That's a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> I promise to not take a whole hour to talk about just how tired I am the entire time because I could take a whole hour to just be like, man. You did have a really big challenge with your career because your son had a major sleep regression. I did, yeah. That I, lasted forever. Oh, God. So, like, at three, this is, like, the lost year of all of our lives and our family. But, like, That's at three, horrible. like, he just decided he was done with sleeping. And just, I would say about, like, every two hours, like, he would wake up throughout the night, like, just reverting back to, like, his infancy days. And it was, like, an eight-month stretch of time where he would do that. Um, and I was, I'm still the only full-time veterinarian where I work at. So, we have a lot of, like, part-time vets there. Um, so, it was a lot of guilt on my part because I, I wanted to cut to part-time because I just felt like I was on like the brink of death every single day. But I was like, I just feel bad doing that. I'm the only one who's full-time here. And at the time we would rotate Saturdays. Um, and so I think after about like five or six months of like just no end in sight and I'm like, for whatever reason, like he's just not sleeping anymore. Um, I asked my boss, I was like, Hey, 
hey, would you be okay if I just stop Saturdays at this point, just to like give me the weekend to try and sleep while my husband's home and can watch them. And she was okay with that and talked to, and I, there was a guilt part there too, with all the other vets I had to pick up Saturdays. Um, but they were all on board. None of them had young kids. And so it, it was sort of one of those things of trying to find like a, I call it a creative solution. Although maybe everyone's like, oh, we would love to have Saturdays off too. But I'm like, it's either that or dropping to part-time at this point. And so that, that worked out um, and everyone was okay with it. Um, and that's still the schedule that I work, which I'm very grateful for because now that they're older and finally sleeping, like weekends are our time together. Usually during the week, like they're at daycare for 10, 11 hours a day. And it's basically like we get up, get them out the door, come home, hurry up and put them to bed. So we have like an hour to ourselves basically. Um, so the weekends are like our time to be able to spend time together as a family. So same deal. I'm very grateful to have a very supportive environment and to have been able to found a solution to manage that year of my life, which was incredibly difficult. When I like how you said about creative solutions too, because it really, you do have to get creative. And I think we're often places just, they follow the rules. And you, you have to be fair. So you can't make exceptions for one person, not the other, but you can get creative and find solutions so that we can keep more women in the workplace. Cause it's just, it's not good for veterinary medicine. If once women start having babies, they're dropping out of this career because work isn't making it possible for them to stay in the career. So I think, yeah, it's really important that we're creative and we find those solutions that work. So we can survive this period of young childhood because it really it is <laughs> difficult. Gosh, it's so difficult. Um, but it does get easier. Yeah. And there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is. Thank you. It gives me hope. <laughs> That's the other nice thing too, I think about having kids is like watching like their emotions and managing them. Like sometimes when I, before having kids, having difficult clients, it was very like hard for me to manage them. So I'm like, oh man, like I just can't even comprehend where you're at right now. I just, I can't even deal. But then after managing my kids, I'm like, some of these people, I think I can make it work. My negotiation skills and my de-escalation tactics have improved since becoming a mother. So I can manage this. And of course, there are some clients that are beyond saving. And it's like, I just, this isn't going to work out. But that's another, I think, positive about being a parent is you <laughs> are an expert now at like negotiation tactics to some degree. <laughs> so difficult clients can be a little bit more manageable, I think. You're like, you think you can hurt my feelings? You should have heard what my three-year-old said yeah. to me today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you're upset about prices. My son had a meltdown about the cereal I put in his bowl today. I can work with this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so true. It's so true. And I, I think it's being, I, I keep coming back to the same thing, but but I'm hearing it echoed in so many different ways of, you know, we're talking about associate veterinarians being understanding that there's a practice to run and vice versa, but also maybe being understanding with each other between veterinarians and staff and everything. Like you said, Toffee, you went down to, you dropped Saturdays, but it was that or you were going to drop multiple days. So if everybody could rally around that and say, well, she's not going to work Saturdays, but at least we have her these other days. So there can be additional time off for people during the week who that, that worked for them. So also being supportive of each other and, um, Ruth Ann to echo you, where you said creative solutions that recognizing that the solution that works for one person, isn't going to work for you or, or the other way around and being okay with these solutions being individual of, you know, it doesn't have to always be the exact same thing across the board, we can make different accommodations for different people because they have different needs. You know, you're talking about your kids are a little bit older, Tuffy, your kids are a little bit younger, mine are in the middle, mine are um, 
how old are my kids? <laughs> they're, they're a year, so they're a year four older. And six. They're each a year older four than mine. Yes. My my oldest keeps talking about turning seven, which is killing me. I'm like, stop! Like you oh, have a ways to go, and I can't handle you being that old. So, so grown yeah. already. I know, I know. And she like she's like starting to look like a kid and not like a you know toddler baby anymore. Yes. But um, but yeah, mine are four and six, so they're kind of right in the middle. So I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. They're getting a little more independent, and um, it's exciting. And yeah, so I, I mean, it just sounds like in order to keep going as a profession, um, communication and flexibility. Yes, I, I completely agree that that's going to have to be our story as we go forward. We're going to have to figure out how to work with, you know, within these confines of women having babies, because that is life and that yeah. is our field now. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. We should, we should embrace it and figure out how to work with it. Mm-hmm. I find there's a lot of camaraderie too. Like now, because I'm, and I'm fortunate, like there's a lot of um, women at my job that have kids my age or a little bit younger. And so whenever they're experiencing difficult, like it's always something with daycare. And like one of my girls was like, gosh, my kid's like sick all the time. And I'm just worried if it's like an issue I need to be worried about. And I'm like, girl, don't worry. My kids had 800 colds a year. Like, you know, like it's just like you have someone that you can sort of talk to about the, the challenges of working and being a mother and that camaraderie is really nice and I just remember missing that when I graduated vet school it's like you're surrounded by all your friends and everyone's going through the struggle together and then depending on where you go so like where I worked at it was just me and my boss I didn't really have like a group of peers so to speak but now that I'm surrounded by young mothers that are going through the same challenges and struggles that I am, that it brings like a levity and a camaraderie to my job where we can talk about, you know, just the, just the kids and the nonsense that they put you through every day. <laughs> like it's, oh man, like just the emotional battles and my kids argue over everything. I got them, this backfired epically, but I got them like a little treasure box like they do at a daycare. And then what we're working on is being nicer to each other because they'll, they just really love to pick on each other. And then my daughter likes to scream where my iPhone is saying that the volume is causing hearing damage. And I'm like, I know I'm experiencing it real time. And so I'm like, I'll get a treasure box and then I'll reward you guys for being kind to each other. And then that works for about two minutes. And then and they're arguing over the toys that they got over this treasure box. And I'm like, I can't win. I just can't win ever. And so it's just, I, I deal with this daily. And then to come to work and my coworkers are like, yeah, my kids did the same thing. And they yelled at me because I gave them yogurt, which they asked for breakfast. And I'm like, I understand because the same thing happened to me. So it's just, it's nice to have people who can relate to just like the epic battles that you fight, like from sun up to sundown with toddlers all day long. Those don't go away. Oh, good, it still good. happens with teenagers. <laughs> kids fight all the time it's it's just so obnoxious yeah it's like over every little thing yes what I'm hoping goes away is the shrieking because that's my daughter's reaction to anything that doesn't go her way is just like banshee level shrieking and I'm like oh my god and she's like she's three but can wear six months short still like she is petite but man is she loud (laughs) she's so mean so I'm like oh my gosh I was hoping it would end when they're in elementary school but it sounds like teenagers it's gonna continue yeah the shrieking's over but there's (laughs) there's eye rolling and huffing and that kind of stuff so the the attitude doesn't leave okay okay it's just a different kind of yeah not as loud okay it's a lot more passive aggressive at 16 (laughs) okay that's good to know Mm -hmm. I can mentally Mm -hmm. prepare but they're gonna keep fighting that that doesn't go away I haven't gotten the passive aggressive but 
I did have one of the toddler battles this morning where my four-year-old came and um, I gave her like a yogurt smoothie and she was like, and she's like, I don't, I forget. She's like, I want, I don't like yogurt. And I was like, okay, well I put yogurt in your lunch. And she's like, but I don't like yogurt. And I was like, okay, well you ask me for yogurt all the time. So we're just going to leave it there and see what happens. suddenly decided. Yeah. Just like literally in this moment, (laughs) decided I don't like yogurt. Then she starts to drink this like yogurt smoothie that I gave her. She's like, oh, this is delicious. I forgot. I love yogurt. And I was like, I know you love yogurt. She's like, what if there was a blueberry yogurt? And I was like, I put a blueberry yogurt in your lunch. She's like, but I don't like yogurt. I was like, Child. Mind blown. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> uh, well, guys, this has been so much fun. Um, really, honestly, you guys did the heavy lifting. I feel like I just kind of echoed a lot of what I was hearing. So I really appreciate you coming on and, and talking with me about your experiences. I think there's a lot of camaraderie just like in this room right now. And it's. I hope that um, I know. I Yeah. And I like it's so nice to hear from other moms and, you know, dealing with the same challenge. And like you said, just like the goofiness that kids put you through. So I hope that, you know, anybody listening appreciates it as well. <laughs> They are the hardest job you'll ever have, but also the most rewarding. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Yes. Well, thank you again, guys. Thanks for having us. us. To all the mothers out there, whether your kids have two legs or four legs, happy Mother's Day. Thank you so much, Dr. Spinoza and Dr. Blaber for joining me for this episode. And of course, thanks to everybody for tuning in. For more episodes like this, click on the Education tab on the Vetfolio website. As always, we'd love to hear your input on this talk, as well as ideas for topics you'd like to hear from us in the future. Feel free to reach out to me at dvm at vetfolio.com. You can also visit my Facebook page at Dr. Cassie DVM, and you can find me on LinkedIn. And remember, if one animal is better off because of you today, it's a great day.